Welcome back, Spurs fans, to episode 57 of Casa de Spurs. I'm Steven. This is Danny. We have stuff to say. It's been a long time, Danny. How are, how are you, dude? We're here. We're back. We are back. I'm good. I'm, 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 I'm feeling it. I'm glad to be back on the pod. I'm glad to see your bright, shiny, bearded face. So it's, al- it's always good to, uh, to, 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 to throw down and talk Spurs. Right. Uh, I- and I think especially now because... We're already about to enter, what, the end of June, July. Mm-hmm. So we're kind of what would normally be the dog days of the NBA season, like oh, right fun. before free agency. But lo and behold, we still have the playoffs. So that's fun. It is. Um, as, as anybody who follows me on social media just recently saw, I was in Jamaica for a few weeks. I look super dark, yeah, I'm on. Um, but it was kind of cool <laughs> because all, all the games are on at like 11, 30, 12 o'clock at night. So it's kind of cool to just jump into one of the sports bars at the resort and be like, hey, let me just catch the Terrence Mann game for no reason. Um, so yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was good vibes. But uh, we've got a lot to talk about since our last one. Since the uh, last podcast that we had, the Spurs have had a playoff game. There has been um, crazy rumors about where Becky Hammond is going to end up. A lot of question marks about uh, Greg Popovich. Um, apparently, the Spurs sold themselves to Dell Computers. Sort of. I mean, we can, there's 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 things there. Um, there's yeah. a there's a current sword fight going on social media right now about who's a better basketball player, Dejounte Murray, Ben Simmons. There's a host of all other kinds of drama. But I want to get down to the nitty-gritty of it and what is most recently hot off the press. The San Antonio Spurs, as of about an hour and 15 minutes ago, will be picking number 12th in the 2022 draft. I guess the 2021-2022 draft. So, uh, Danny, just tell me, how, how did you absorb the, the draft? We probably knew it was 12. But we put, did you light a candle? Did you, <laughs> did you light some sage? Like what was you know your thing? I, I did, I did all the things, lit the candle, said the prayer, fasted, mm-hmm. uh, did, did pretty much everything you could do to kind of hope against hope that we move in with those first, within mm-hmm. those first three or four picks. But lo and behold, and let me just say, one of the most uneventful, right? I mean, mm-hmm. You know, we're already at the tail end of the lottery as it is, right? We get it, okay? 14, 13, 12, 11, 10. We know, all right? We know we're not the, 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 the sexy picks there that we're, we're wanting to see with the first, second, and third pick. But I almost felt like they were going to shoot to a commercial whenever they were going to pull our <laughs> pinball. Because, I mean, just so uneventful as right. far as just saying, yeah, the San Antonio Spurs are going to pick number 12. And then mo- moving right along, as if they don't uh, disrespect this enough. But, uh, yeah, it's definitely one of those that we were definitely hoping against hope that something was going to happen. But you know what? I mean, I, I can say this, all right, considering that we've been now out of the basketball uh, mm-hmm. talk as far as action uh, mm-hmm. on the court for, what, about a month now, a little over a month. Uh, I think uh, one of us, one of us, or maybe both of us, or maybe neither of us, I don't know, I forget now, predicted that the Spurs were going to go and win that play-in game. Um, but we yeah, we that, don't need that, that we don't need to happen. talk about it. We don't need but, to talk about that. <laughs> yeah. But but you know what? Just like you brought up, though, there's been a lot of just activity around the team. Mm-hmm. The 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 uh, the sale to Dell and Sixth Street, um, mm-hmm. Becky Hammond, and then the last two days, the the, uh, the 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 rumor mill starting to buzz around possibly 
having Ben Simmons come and, and the, the, either the, um, the, 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 the quotes that have been attributed to former Spurs that did or didn't happen, but actually now, you know, it didn't happen. But, <laughs> yeah. But stuff like that. I mean, I think it's just fun, right? Yeah. At this point. Yeah. Oh, lost you for a second there. I think he came back. I, I, I hear what you're saying. I, I think uh, you're right. There's been a lot more drama going on. The big part about this is Spurs fans are thirsty. Like, we, I say that in a very, like, loose, um, casual, like, phrase. But, man, it's been a rough couple years. And so now we're not used to having, like, these early off seasons. And um, we're not used to being, like, so so available, <laughs> right, in, in June. and in July um the 12th pick uh, I'm just curious to know like the Spurs have 52 ish million dollars in cap space give or take I I want you to I'm not asking you to like make an official bet but do you think they draft a guy at 12 or is this the year where they really make a move like I'm just curious to know what your thoughts are I'll give you my thoughts as soon as as soon as you answer but I just want to know your thoughts first unmute yourself You're muted. Hang on. Technical sorry. difficulties. Okay, here we go. I'm sorry. There. Sorry about that. All right. All right. So, so here's the thing to, an- to answer that question, right? So I know that we're all over the, the Twitter space mm-hmm. wanting something to happen, needing something to happen. Um, but here's the thing. And this is what I always go back to because I think this is very – relevant whenever we talk about the Spurs and talk about what their future plans are mm-hmm. if we rewind back I think I want to say I think it was March or April uh there's a podcast I think it was the low post podcast I think Kirk Kirk uh, Goldsberry was on there of course mm-hmm. Kirk Goldsberry was with the Spurs I think for three or four years and he basically laid out at that point what the Spurs plans were okay yeah. love it hate it indifferent he said that what they plan on doing is that they're going to uh, hitch their horse to the fact that they have better development than any, mm. any NBA team and better culture, and that they're going to build with, with within. Through the, and that's through the draft. Yeah, that's through signing uh, 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 undrafted free agents uh, and possibly free agents. I don't know, but I mean, yeah. really, the focus was on the draft. Their 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 player selection through the draft, and of course, they always tout the whole Austin Spurs deal. Right, uh, we've spoke about that ad nauseum. We're not, not going to go through all that again. Uh, I fear that, um, yeah, I mean, we, we might have another casualty to Austin Spurs again this year. Yeah. But if you're asking me what I think is going to happen, I think this is what's going to happen. I think that, yeah, we are going to select somebody at number 12. I think it's going to be um, – well, and, you know, it's always so hard, especially right now, because we don't know what's going to happen beforehand. We don't know who's going to fall down in the draft, what's going to happen in terms of things, players that might be – appealing now mm-hmm. uh falling down to us and players that maybe no one even knows their name right now shooting up so it's so hard to even say who they would be drafting i know what we need we need yeah. uh a kick-ass a kick-ass uh wing, wing wing defender who can score and shoot we need shooters sure. really bad we have too many guards and uh, we kind of have a lack of a big man too i'm not being honest but oh. uh yeah we definitely yeah. need some shooters we we can unpack all of those and do an individual podcast <laughs> on, on every one of those points. So I'm with you. I think that they're going to end up actually making the selection at 12. I would I say that kind of like 
I think as a pessimist, you're either always right or pleasantly surprised. So I'm going to yes. be pessimistic about this particular situation. Um, but before we talk kind of about what the future is, I just want to, I want to backtrack a little bit. Um, let's go back to, what was the date that that game was played on? Mar uh, May the 19th. That was the actual game with the Spurs against the Memphis Grizzlies. Goodness gracious, that was painful to watch for so many reasons. Um, they were getting blown mm -hmm. out, and then they actually came back and lost by four. We have heard every narrative under the sun that came out of that game, including DeMar DeRozan. I've been a DeMar DeRozan guy, but guy took a dump in the bed. Um, Dylan Brooks ate his lunch. Like, I don't know. There's no other way to say it. Uh -oh. but he ate his lunch and popped uh -oh. the bag. Um, yeah. We also saw, I mean, DeJounte Murray did have a triple-double, so I can give him that. He had, you know, 10 points, 11 assists, 13 rebounds. Great for him. Um, you know, but at the end of the game, what, what were they looking for? They were looking for ISO ball out of Rudy Gay and out of DeMar DeRozan. Um, and here, here's where I land, Danny, is I think that we can say what we want about DeMar DeRozan's limitations. They are obvious. We've beaten the dead horse all, all we want to. We can also speak about the young folks' um, limitations to this point. And that's without going... I know you're a big Lonnie Walker guy. We've got people that are big on Lonnie Walker. I'm big on Keldon Johnson. We've got guys who are big on, you know, all, everybody has like their favorite piece of the young core. But here is the reality of the situation, regardless of how you feel about any player. There is a gap between um, the, the, the talent level of whatever DeMar DeRozan is. If he's just a mid-range scorer, he's still a 10-year veteran mid-range scorer. And then there's a gap between the development process of some of these young guys. So I'm just interested in the gap right now. I'm not interested in, in saying who's better at what position and who's got a higher ceiling. I'm talking about the very real reality of the gap. And the gap is where we find questions like names that have to do with John Collins, Ben Simmons, Cade Cunningham, Jalen Suggs, Jalen Green, and what you do to fill that gap. So either you close the gap by getting rid of DeMar DeRozan altogether. That's a very valid option. That's a very valid path. Or maybe you mend the gap and you put pieces in between, like the Duncan Robinsons of the world and, you know, the uh, maybe Rashawn Holmes of the world. I, I don't know. But the, the thing is, is I don't think we've ever seen a gap this wide and had so many options at the same time to fill the gap. Tons of cap space this year. That's a huge advantage that the Spurs have not had. Now they've got a 12th they've got a 12th pick in this year's draft, which is a deep draft. They've got future lottery picks. They've got team-friendly contracts. They've got the ability for sign-in trades in a year that sign-in trades are going to be a big thing because not a lot of teams have cap space. I'm excited to see what they do in the gap, Danny. And I'm I guess I'm just curious. Like, what is your one number one favorite way? Maybe it's not a specific player. Maybe it's more of like a direction or a strategy. But how do you mine the gap in this situation? I think the gap is going to be really fun. And I, while we're all at odds with each other on Twitter, the point is we're all trying to figure out how to fill the gap. And I think that's actually a really fun place to be. Well, first off, I appreciate the double entendre with the mind the gap reference. It's nice. Uh, but then also, <laughs> but then also, I I really appreciate the way that you just crafted that whole thought process because that that you really did succinctly 
uh, state what our issue is, right? I mean, we have a talent gap. Mm-hmm. The whole season, that's all we ever talked about was how we were just outclassed. We weren't yep. good enough. Yep. If you look at our own division, right, within the Southwest division, I think, I think uh, someone out, out in Spurs Twitter had posted this poll last week talking about, well, I mean, in comparison to everybody else in the Southwest division, where do the Spurs land? And I think I said something like, well, ask me after Tuesday. Well, we're here. It's Tuesday night. We know it's going to be pick number 12. I'm not really liking our position yeah. in the yeah. Southwest division. I mean, it's clearly the Mavericks, the Grizzlies. Um, I would even put the Pelicans in front of us. Yeah. And now maybe the Rockets because they're going to have, they're going to have the number two pick. I mean, I, I think they have Mobley at least. And Mobley's a game changer. Mobley and Wood. Uh, we're not looking good there, but. Yeah. Yeah, Mobley and Wood. That's, uh, that's like a, a new, new twin tower there. But uh, a souped-up version. Yeah. But I mean, to answer your question, as far as the the direction, I mean, and and how we and how we mine that gap, right? Um, this is what I what, what I'll say about that. And 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 I know, yeah, I could come off as really pessimistic, and really um, just always beating a dead horse uh, sometimes with, with with some of my takes, especially as it pertains to pop. But here's what I appreciate: whether we maybe were a year too late or you're too early i'm glad we at least have cap space right because then we can do something we can trade uh for a ben simmons or another player and we have that cap space to absorb any big mm-hmm. contract and i especially i especially like the appeal of a sign and trade mm-hmm. um i think um the talk about especially let's just talk about how the, the, the whole ben simmons deal i think right now the front runner uh if there is going to be a trade is probably be portland right because i think they sure. have the it's a more natural valuable fit. asset with CJ McCollum. Yeah, it's a natural fit for both teams. Right. I think it would be a win-win for both of them. I mean, I think Ben Simmons and Portland would be pretty amazing because they have really good shooters. Right. And Philadelphia needs shooters. And CJ would, would fit right there, right next to Embiid. Uh, but Moray, I think Keith talked a little bit earlier before the draft lottery. He's kind of non-committal about anything right now, and he should yeah. be. There's not really a rush for them to do anything. Right. So, but but back back to the Spurs, I mean. I'm, I'm, I'm glad we have that at least. I'm glad that we can kind of fall back and say, hey, yeah. let's look at all of our options. Let's see what we can do. But this is what I want. I want them to be aggressive, whether it be go ahead and, you know what, I'm going to offer the max contract to John Collins. Whether he accepts it or whether we get him or not, just do it. That way right. we can actually see that they're thinking, that there's some kind of thought process there as to, hey, these are the chess moves that we're making. This is our move over here. We're going to move right. our rook this way. We're going to move our pawn over here in, in anticipation of eventually moving our queen this way and then maybe getting, getting a player down the line. Right. But at least have some movement. Have right. some aggression. Start to, show some, start, start to make some moves. Start to, yeah. start to actually have some, 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 uh, some gumption there. But I'm glad we have cap space. That's, yeah, what's- that's I think, the, the biggest thing. What's that phrase in idle hands is the devil's playground? Like the Spurs have really, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the yeah. Spurs have really been idle the last two years with everything that they've done. They've been idle about For sure. how quickly they might have, um, they might have escalated guys playing time like Lonnie Walker. Like I want to know what Lonnie Walker is. I don't, we're two years after drafting Lonnie Walker and we're still trying to, we're still trying to collectively figure it out. Go ahead. I know that's your boy. You deserve real, real quick rebuttal. Real quick. Real quick, and no, and it's not even going to be a rebuttal because this is going to be something that I I, I was talking to somebody else about uh, in regards to Lonnie. This is a make or break year for Lonnie. Okay. Make or break year. 
those first 30 games are going to be vital. Big time. All right. He can Big either time. come out the gate and, and I want to see him shooting 40% from three, getting to the line at least six to nine times and averaging no less than 16 to 17 points a game, Good God. two or three assists, get, getting some boards. I want to see something out of him this year because better, this is going to be his fourth year, right? This is going to be his yeah. fourth year, and he's going to be given more opportunity. At least that's, that, that's what he should be. should be given yeah. more opportunity this year. He needs to show, hey, am I a player or not? All right? he, well, he can have all the athleticism in the world, but he needs to be able to show it. And well, if not, all right, I really do think the Spurs look to move him. Yeah, I, I think you need to write, light a couple candles for that because I don't. That's a that's a yeah. big problem. But again, again though, the guy needs the opportunity. We've been slow and yeah. idle with him. Um, the Spurs have been slow and idle about what they're going to do with their veterans. Like they're, they they have, they should have traded these guys when they had value. We're talking. There are people right now, and not even on Spurs Twitter that are talking about Ben Simmons' value dropping so low that he's like a player and a pick. This guy was about to be traded for James Harden. So if that can happen yeah. to Ben Simmons, who 18 months ago, everyone would have thought that's a guy you want to build your team around. Oh, and now, absolutely. like, what do you think that does to guys like the Rudy Gays and the LaMarcus Aldridge and DeMar DeRozan's <laughs> of the world? I would also like to say that I think at this point, you're exactly right about the Ben Simmons front. I think Portland is a way more logical place. The Philadelphia yeah. 76ers have Joel Embiid. They're not going to take on Lonnie Walker and Luka Shamanich in a first to go pair him with Joel no. Embiid. As a matter of fact, the best Spurs scenario would probably be a sign-in trade for DeMar DeRozan. If we're Absolutely, really yeah. Honest. Um, yeah. But all that being aside, I want to see them do something. I am at a point right now as a fan, and if, if Peter J. Holt and R.C. Buford and Brian Wright and Greg Popovich – and Becky Hammond or whoever is in that organization, if they're watching this, which you and I Michael know, Dell. Michael Dell, if they're watching this, and we both know that they are watching this. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah absolutely. They have us on, on alerts. I know they do. I'm begging you, do something. Please do something. We have been begging for a direction. I would rather them make a wrong move, and not like a wrong move, but make a, make a move that's not the perfect move and then tweak it down the road rather than just spinning in spinning their tires again. If if you go and make a trade for Ben Simmons right now, Ben Simmons is not turning this team into a franchise contender right now. But you can then say, okay, we have Ben Simmons. So we're he's a player and we have to now go in the direction of putting players around him. If you make a play for John Collins, same thing. Okay, now we have John Collins. We have to do some things around him. We now have a max player in you know on a on a friendly max contract. We need to capitalize on this. But if, if they sit here and let DeMar and Rudy and even Patty Mills walk and we take the 12th pick in the draft and he goes to Austin and then the San Antonio Spurs send out Derek White, DeJounte Murray, Keldon Johnson, Lonnie Walker, and Jakob Pertle to start the season. Amol. Holy bananas. What a wasted opportunity. I just read before we were clicking on here that there's some – like, would you take, would you take uh, Kevin Love – and the third overall pick right now. Yes, I would do it. Not because I like Kevin Love, but because that's a direction. Yeah. It is a direction. Yeah. It's a move. So I'm just at the point where I'm like, I'm so sick of these idle hands, Danny. Can you like, no, do something? I, I hear you. I hear you. And, and, and you 
again, you, you put it so well. And I think this is what they need to be doing. And I mean, hopefully, right. I mean, they're, they're, they're getting paid hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars to do this. Um, so, I mean, us, us two here on, on Spurs, on Casa de Spurs, as smart and as, 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 as slick as we kind of uh, can be at times. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to, you want to believe that they have a board somewhere at one Spurs way that they've already constructed. Hey, this is the core of our team. Yeah. The core of our team is going to be DeJounte Murray, Keldon Johnson, Lonnie Walker, Devin Vassell, Derek White, maybe. I don't know. We talked about him before. I think he's a little bit too injury prone for my taste. All right, taste. pause. I want to I mean, stop you right here. Let, let I, wanna, I, have a, I have a question. Go ahead. Do it. I want to know about yeah. Devin. I want to know about Devin Vassell. I, 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 Devin Vassell. Yeah. Devin Vassell is continuously talked about. He's automatically a part of the future. And, and, I, and I want to be respectful to him because I'm not knocking him. He was the highest draft pick that the Spurs have had since Tim Duncan. But he was still only mm-hmm. 12. So while, yeah. I, while I respect that he is in that category, he's drafted six spots ahead of Lonnie Walker, eight spots ahead of Luka Doncic. I mean, excuse me, Luka Shamanith Doncic, I wish, yeah. Um, so he's not, like, like, he's not like – he wasn't a number one pick. And he wasn't even like maybe a number one pick. He's a lottery pick and he's good. But what do we, what would we have to do to see that? Like how tightly are they holding on to the cell? He, he's going to be good. I don't doubt that at all. But is he going to be that good where you go, I'm not giving this guy up? Like I would give, I would give Devin well, Vassell up for Ben Simmons right now. They're only like two or three years apart yeah. in age, except the contract, but. Well, yeah, for sure, right? And I think I think the appealing thing, just real quick, to hit on the Ben Simmons thing again. The appealing thing for him is he's only twenty four years old. Mm-hmm. Twenty four years old. He's in a five year deal, no player option. I mean, whoever gets him is going to have him locked up. All right. And I was, we talked I was about wrong. Vassell is twenty. Vassell's twenty. He's twenty. Okay, so four year age gap. But even still, right? Um, but in regards to Devin Vassell, let me let, let me hit you back with this one right here. Sure. And this is the curse, the curse of Kawhi Leonard. All right. Mm-hmm. This is the gift that the, the gift that keeps on giving. Because Kawhi Leonard did what he did, uh, out of I mean, he was the fifteenth pick, right? Fourteenth or fifteenth pick by by the by the Pacers. I think he of was course, 16. We, all, we all know. I got you, I got you. Sixteen? We're gonna find okay, out. We, we all know that the, the whole George Hill trade, of course, George Hill was Pop's favorite player at the time, still, still traded him over there. But because Kawhi did what he 15. did. Did you get that? 15, okay. Because, because he did what he did, right? He came in kind of unheralded. I mean, he, mm-hmm. we, we all kind of knew, like, he was he had, a, he had a motor on him. Yeah, we, he had a motor on him. He could defend. Um, he was a wing, right? He, he was big. He had huge mm-hmm. hands, massive hands, 6'8", six, 6'9". Six, we knew that at that point, coming off of a terrible first-round loss to the Grizzlies, we needed something. We needed some kind of jump start. And he was that jump start. And even though it wasn't immediate, I think it took uh, at least half the season for him to actually get consistent playing time. Mm-hmm. We saw what happened after that. So any, any draft pick after him, especially guys like Devin Vassell, because he is that rangy 6'8", kind of 3 and D guy, he's going to be compared to Kawhi Leonard in terms yeah. of development. First year out the gate, he gets some playing time. You and I have talked about that as far as how, how I think we both think had things been different, had Derek White not gotten hurt, he probably would have gotten gone, gone to the Austin bubble. He probably would have. And yeah. he probably would have spent some time there. But because of that injury, 
that saved him. And yeah. he was able to at least stay on the bench. He didn't get the playing time that I think either of us that either of us would have wanted. He was in uniform. He would. He was in uniform, right? He was able to travel with the team, get get his hundred dollar per diem or whatever it is per day for them. <laughs> but here, here's the thing with with him is, I really do think out of all of the guys that we're talking about, whether it be uh, Derek, Dejounte, Keldon, Lonnie, Luca Samanich. I mean, if we're gonna add him, I don't really include him. Uh, too much whenever it comes to the talented part of the core okay but we're going to talk about him I think Devin has the most potential to become a star he has the most potential because he has a silky smooth jump shot I mean there towards the end I mean remember that Phoenix game I mean Phoenix is over here game two over here I I, I think they're they're beating the Clippers before I, I logged on uh, that game over there in Phoenix, he won that game for us. I mean, he, and he looked amazing. He looked incredible. He looked like Paul George 2.0, right? Yeah. And I think he has that ability, uh, but he just needs to be given opportunity. He needs to be given time. He needs to get that experience. And that's what I think I had kind of referenced uh, the other day. We see these guys, right, that are carrying or at least helping their teams a lot. Tyrese Maxey with the Sixers, uh, uh, a man with the Clippers, yeah. Trey Young, Kevin Herter. They don't have any more than two or three years experience, but it's not because they were given an opportunity now. It's because they were given an opportunity two or three years ago when they were right. drafted. And that's right. why they're, that, that's why they're ready to contribute now. And that's what, right. that, that's always been our complaint is, Hey, give them the time now. That right. way they can have that accelerated development and be ready. Right. So. And I understand that that's a large reason. I, I think too, if the Spurs did let just just let DeMar DeRozan go and Rudy Gay go and Patty Mills go, there would be a contingent of fans that would be like, all right, now we get to just let them. Yeah. It's like, and I'm like, all right, <laughs> okay, fine. You're just going to trudge through another 82-game <laughs> season. You're probably going to win 26 games. You're going to win 30 games. I mean, I, I, when I hear this logic, look at the Philadelphia 76ers eight years into the process and it's gotten them nothing there is no guarantee so i i I sympathize with people who are like no we need to give these guys opportunities now we need to tank for a pick and there's all that kind of stuff the reality is there's no sure thing there's no sure thing if you have three superstars on your team brooklyn nets there's no super there's nothing if you give yourselves to eight years worth of the process that involved tanking philadelphia 76ers we've seen all sides of the spectrum you either get super lucky yep. and draft a Giannis Antetokounmpo when nobody else wanted to. You get super lucky and get uh, Devin Booker who trudges through the trenches for three years. And then suddenly he gets the coach of the year, a bunch of veterans and Chris Paul to back him up. Or you get, hey, we're the Lakers and we randomly have Kawhi and Paul. Dr-. Like the four teams that are in it right now are very, we're four different teams. None of them were like, were like built the right way. And then like you randomly have the Atlanta Hawks who they have Trey Young and probably had a pretty easy path and none of it really makes sense. I just don't think that like there's just this certainty that goes, yeah, yeah, they have to tank and get this pick. I go back to this, the phrase, mind the gap. The gap is so big. Let's not worry about the solution on the front end with the players. Let's not worry about the back end with DeMar. Let's fill in the middle. And let's get like a consistent team of talent. And even if that's B minus talent, okay, let's get B minus talent situated. And then let's build and add on to that or subtract or take away or add to rather than just, yeah, we've got some guys who are D pluses. We've got a guy who might be an A minus at best. 
Um, and then a whole bunch of pieces in between. And so overall, our team is a collective C. I, that's enough math for everybody, but that's the part that infuriates me here. Well, and, and you know what? I think, I think the Spurs are a perfect example yeah. of the, over, the overthinker, right? Mm-hmm. They're, 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 they're the overthinker because for so long, right, they didn't have to think. They had Tim Duncan, Tony yeah. Parker, and Manu Ginobili. For 19 years, they made the playoffs every year. They had a system in place, corporate knowledge, the whole thing. We, we've talked about it uh, 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 ad nauseum. But they all they had to do was plug in pieces. It was, it, yeah. was, it was a plug and play kind of thing. But now, right, and this is why I say it's either going to be a too early or too late kind of thing. They've crafted everything to where now they have what I think 52 or 55 million dollars in cap space this year yeah but who are we going to sign I mean who 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 is there to extend or sign I mean yeah we, we talked about possibly doing a sign and trade with DeMar I think that's probably the most likely thing to happen with who I don't know but it's well, Orlando's those... got two picks in the top 10 yeah the Warriors have two picks in the top 10 I, I can see that Warriors thing I can see something working out of that man I also think the Cavs could be a little bit interesting with that Kevin Love situation. I mean, they're just a mess of a franchise. Even if you had to send back a couple, you know, maybe for, I'm sure they're going to want something out of it, but I'd take on Kevin Love in the third and give up the 12th for it. And, you know, another body or something like that. Um, th- you're exactly right though. There's, there's a lot. Let me ask you, let about. me ask you, let me ask you. So, so, out of the core, right? And let's mm-hmm. just say for right now, let's call the core Lonnie, DeJounte, Derek, Keldon, and Devin, all right? Let's just call them okay. the core, okay? The, the five, the five, the five wings. So, yeah, the five wings, the five, five wings. Out of those five, who are you – who would you part with the, the – the, who, who are you most likely to part with out of those five? So, out of those five, I'm only interested in keeping two of them for sure. And I – the primary one I want to keep is Kelvin. He's number one. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm I can inc- see that. I'm inclined to you to I would be in, I would be inclined to say that from what we've seen, I'm not thrilled with Dejounte or Derek White the, uh, as a combo. I like them both individually. Mm-hmm. I don't like their. I don't think that that's a backcourt to lead towards the future. So either one of them or both of them, I I'm not thrilled about it. I think I would. I like Dejounte's heart more. I like Derek's skill set better. Um, mm-hmm. Lonnie, I'm, I mean, you know, I'm indifferent about him. And Vassell, I'm just like, I mean, there's no harm in keeping him. He's on a rookie deal still. And we don't even know if he's going to warrant uh, an extension. So I, I'm kind of like, I'm kind of all over the place. I think at the end of it, I would like to walk out of this offseason and still have at least two on the roster. But I'm not, I'm not, I wouldn't be upset if all five of them were on the roster. And I probably, mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't cry if all five of them were off the roster. I do. Yeah. I do love Keldon. I think what Keldon has, the dog in him, is hard to teach. Um, yeah, but, it does. But I also, I mean, you know, Derek White when he's healthy, man. Derek White is a hooper. Like he is. He is probably the best all-around player on the team. Poor guy can't stay healthy. When he's healthy, he's like the Sean yeah. Lee of the Spurs. I mean, he can just never stay healthy. Yeah. And, he can and, never stay healthy. And your boy Lonnie is. Lonnie is. One night away, one night he's a zero, and the next night you know that guy's got enough talent. He can go for 35 easy. Um, he, he's just sure. all over the map, and it's either you either sit here and go, all right, let's stick with this, or you kind of just get to a point where you go, you know what, 
I don't know that I want to deal with the headache of it anymore. And, and maybe if you have a yeah. good enough offer, maybe you take the offer. Um, what's, your, what's your best offer that you'd be willing to part with for Ben Simmons? For Ben and, Simmons, I would definitely And I want to say to consider the cap space. So don't necessarily think you have to match up a contract. I, I'm, I'm really just wanting to know, like, what is Ben Simmons worth off the Spurs roster? To me, um, and I'm, I'm just thinking about, okay, what, who we have now, right? Because I think – here's the thing with Ben Simmons right now. His market right now is the low. lowest it's going to be. So low, right? So, yeah. you, I mean, we talk about we talk about Bitcoin and Dogecoin buying low, buying the dip. We need to buy the dip of Ben Simmons, right? We need to put all all that dip on our chip at this point. But here's the thing, Moray, all right? You you know you know I'm a big Moray guy. Um, he's he's smart as hell. Yeah. He's not going to do you, anything. You're not right going to finesse him immediately. No, because right now he knows he knows Ben Simmons' market is low. Yeah. So he's not in a rush to do anything right now with him. He's going to wait. He might even wait until after the Olympics. Yeah. But he's going to wait and see, okay, let's let this kind of die down a little bit. And, let's, and, and you can already hear, right? I think Stephen A. Smith started to leak some stuff this morning saying, yep. hey, there's people who are really close to him saying that he doesn't like to work. He doesn't like to, to, to add to his game. He's really babied by his family. So, I mean, there's those little feelers that are already going out there. So, if it's me, right, looking at what we have on the team right now, I obviously don't want to give up our core, uh, which is those five guys you mentioned, uh, to, to the best that we can. Yeah. So, I'm thinking if we can do a sign-in trade, do DeMar. Mm-hmm. And because I, I, think, I think DeMar fits that team. I do, too. He's a perimeter shooter, not necessarily a three-point shooter, but they have some three-point shooters. They have uh, Seth Curry. They have, I mean, depending on whether they Co- keep Danny Green or not, Cos- they have him. Cosman. They have Maxi. Uh, yeah. they, have, they have a couple of, of, of three-point shooters on that team. So they, they're not in dire need for a three-point shooter like we are. Yeah. Um, but definitely a sign They'll take somebody who can score I, the ball. <laughs> exactly, right? Who can shoot from 18 feet out. Or two feet. Uh, and, of, of course, 21 feet in. <laughs> or two feet, yeah. Huh. Uh, but, but, but I would even throw in some draft picks. If, it, if I had to throw in – any of the core and that's kind of why i asked you that earlier yeah. i'm more inclined to throw in Derek white out of anybody and only because of his injury yeah. uh, uh woes because he just has not been able to stay healthy and i think yeah. he might be more enticing to the sixers and we could maybe get more back than let's say lonnie or another rookie i would agree or I, another I, another two to your guy i almost think that would be daryl morey buying low on Derek white if that were the case, I, I hear you. I mean, I, yeah. I, I, I actually agree with you. Um, it's, it's but it int- wouldn't just be Ben Simmons at that point. I, right. You'd I have make to make that clear also. Cause I don't want to, yeah, I don't want to get battered on Spurs Twitter saying, no, Danny's willing to give I, away Kilden and Derek White. It would have to be, Hey, give there's something ben coming back and someone else. Yeah. There's something coming back, which to be honest with you, if you're giving up Derek White and DeMar DeRozan signing trade, I'd be, I'd be asking some questions about Seth Curry. Just, just floating that out. Yeah, there. for sure. Um, that's neither here nor there. There's two more points I want to get through before we wrap this thing up, and I want to try and keep both of these under 10 minutes. We're going to shift away from some of the uh, drama of the actual basketball roster. I want to look a little bit at the coaching staff here. Becky Hammond, she's going to be a head coach one day. Um, Greg Popovich she, is, yeah, she clo- is closing in on the most wins all time. Um, He's the greatest coach of all time, but he's also run his course. We've said that at nauseum. But real quickly, um, 
What do you want to say about Becky? Because she's she's going to be a first time head coach somewhere. It's just a matter of time. And yeah, I, she I, is. I, I would, if I were a betting person, I would say at this point, her first coaching gig ain't going to come with the Spurs. I feel that that's going to be true. Um, although, you know what? I almost, I'm, I'm, I'm almost thinking it may not be that Portland job. Um, the, yeah. I think the farther that we kind of get along in that one, um, I don't know if it's going to be Portland. Um, I think that either they're going to come up with hiring Chauncey Billups or somebody that they haven't named yet. Because if you notice, whenever Shams or Woj says anything, they're just saying they're final candidates. I mean, yeah. I mean, there, there's other candidates there, but I mean, there, there are two of them, the two, two of the named ones. Yeah. But I definitely want Becky uh, to be a part of this group. I mean, I, she's been with us since when, 2014. So, I mean, she's, she, she, she knows the team inside and out. I think she has a really good rapport with the players. The players respect her. Um, and if they I were going to do a rebuild, culturally. she'd be great for it. Absolutely. She has the energy for it. You can just see it on the bench. Yeah. She, I mean, you'd look, right? Um, I'm I'm a big advocate of just just looking at the bench a lot of times. Whenever 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 there's either a call made or uh, there's a a play call to be made, and you consistently see her getting up off the bench. She's excited whenever a play works. You can see it. I mean, she actually jumps up and down. She claps. She gets involved. There's there's that energy there. There's that 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 fresh eyes. She's ready to attack it. With um, you know what? There's a good example. You always hear that story. Remember Magic Johnson's first, or whenever he was first drafted by the Lakers, he had that very first game. I don't remember against who, but um, I, I think the Lakers ended up winning by like one or two points in overtime. And there was Magic. He was jumping up and down and clapping and dancing and jumping on Kareem's back. And I think there was that, that story that kind of came out afterwards. Kareem kind of tells him like, hey, young fella, you better just, I mean, there's <laughs> one of 82 games, right? I mean, we have plenty more of these to go. And Magic right. kind of laughed at them and said, hey, I'm having fun. I'm just right. having fun. I mean, this is the game I love. We won a game. I'm in L.A. Right. I'm a Laker. Let me live kind of thing. Let me live. And I see, I see that with Becky, yeah, to yeah. where I think she would kind of bring that same energy and vigor. And with the group that we have now, look, we saw that picture come out last night yeah. with the guys at Fiesta, Fiesta with, the, guys. with the Fiesta hats on there. They're young guys. They want to be out there. They want to be having fun. I mean, they're, they're, they're in their 20s. They don't and want they're this millionaires and they're yeah. basketball players. Let them, let them have fun. And we need somebody to accompany that and give them that energy and give them that juice to go out there and, and do what they need to do. And uh, yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I want her, I want yeah. her as a coach. Um, I would be very disappointed if we don't eventually hire her. Uh, I think the other name that I want to kind of float out there that if we don't somehow get Becky or we, we don't retain her, I want to see Ime back. I want to I see Ime back. And I know he was, uh, he was a, on the Sixers bench this year, I don't know what his what his plans are, whether he's going to go back or not. Because I think I want to say the year before he was with the Nets, right? If I'm not yeah. mistaken. So well, maybe if the Spurs trade for he, Ben he, Simmons, he'll come of, along. Yeah, that would be <laughs> excellent. Okay, because I think he could make a, a connection with the guys too. I I agree. So last thing I want to discuss here, um, and we're going to end this on a positive note. But one other thing that happened while we were while we were on little hiatus here, Tim Duncan is now a member of the Hall of Fame. Um, rightly so, and we've sang his praises. I, I still to this day can't believe there's people on on social media that believe that Anthony Davis is better than <laughs> Tim Duncan, <laughs> the dumbest thing in the world. Children. If you believe that, you're so dumb, dumb, dumb. Anyways, um, yeah. just give me 
like 60 seconds on the legend of Tim Duncan. I'm sorry, repeat that because you kind of came in and out. Sorry oh, sorry. That. Yeah, just give me like 60 seconds on the legend of Tim Duncan. The legend of Tim Duncan. I mean, obviously 60 seconds isn't going to be enough, but I will will keep it within 60 seconds. The legend of Tim Duncan is this, that whenever Tim Duncan came to town, he came to town to to, to San Antonio in 1997. And um, I think I, at that, that time I was 16. Um, he came into a town that was still growing, mm-hmm. still trying to figure out itself uh, with a team that I think was very much in – uh, whether we wanted to believe it or knew it or not at the time, was very much in a quandary as to what their future was going to look like, whether it was mm-hmm. going to be in San Antonio or elsewhere. And he came as a calming presence, which is weird to say because he was the youngest person at that time on the team. Uh, he came in as a 20, 21 or 22-year-old, and he gave the team stability. He gave the team a uh, gravitas they didn't have prior to him david was different right david david robinson he, he did that in a different way tim tim made us legitimate mm-hmm. tim made it legitimate to where the the, yeah. the 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 league took notice that he was now here and that we were on the map at that point and um i'll i'll wrap it up by saying if we don't have tim duncan we don't have the spurs in san antonio right we're we're, we're, we're cheering for another team elsewhere whether it be las vegas the las vegas spurs <laughs> <laughs> oh don't even joke about it because i yeah. i'm still deathly afraid of that happening one day but yeah if lost you for just a second i finished that you're you're afraid of it happening where they go to las vegas yes yeah i'm afraid i'm afraid deathly afraid of that happening at some point although i mean i'm hoping that this uh cash infusion by Dell and Sixth Street kind of uh, main, maintains our presence here, but I don't know. Who knows? Amen. Well said. All right. So this puts a nice pretty bow on the 2020-2021 NBA season. It was rubbish for the Spurs. They ended up barely being, uh, I guess, how do I say that? They were fabulously mediocre as justified by their lottery picks that they just received. They'll be picking 12th coming up here. I think the draft is like the first week of August. And then like 96 hours later, NBA free agency opens up. So we're going to take a few power naps between now and then. It has been a fun season. And also, I know that you jumped in on a, as a free agent in the middle of the season, filling in for Trace. Um, still got to figure out what the future holds for Casa de Spurs, but you were an admirable co-host during these last few months. So I tip my hat to you, sir. Thank you very much um, for, for jumping on with us. Um, don't forget it was my you, pleasure. Yeah, man. You're the, you're the legend over here. Um, don't forget to follow Danny, <laughs> Dan, Danny Sanders 80 on Twitter. He's got plenty of hot takes. And if I catch anybody using that Ray Liotta gift from Goodfellas, I am going to find you because that gift belongs to you, Danny. That is, that is yours. It's copyrighted. Nobody's allowed to touch it. And, uh, I'm going to start sending out some cash app requests. Yeah. At least, at least 10 cents, 10 cents Something. per use, man. You, you got to get a royalty. 10 cents per use. And you're getting, you're getting pretty close to royalty <laughs> oh. on, the, on the Ben Affleck picture too. I'm a big fan of that one too. Oh yeah. That, 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 that one, that one's a hot one. And also real quick, just to kind of plug something else I've been working yeah. on. I'm only three episodes in, but if you want to see the softer side of Danny Sanders, <gasps> you can always go to, uh, my other podcast that I've started on my own 
called Talk To Me. And you can find me on Twitter at the Talk To Me Pod. Uh, just kind of just life musings. And it's just a way to kind of just get some stuff off my chest. So I love it. I love it. Go follow the Talk To Me Pod on Twitter. And of course, I am yeah. Stephen Alfonso Del Quan, better known as just Quan around these parts. Follow me on at the, on Twitter at the Hailstone and follow Casa de Spurs on Twitter as well. Thank you everybody for listening to us. If anybody listened to us and if you dared to listen to us on any platform where you get your podcast, we're available also on YouTube as well. All right, for Danny and for Trace, who's floating around somewhere in Germany, I'm Steven. That's Casa de Spurs. That's a wrap for the season. Always remember, no matter what happens, no matter how dark the days are, go Spurs, go. Go and scene.